Welcome to the Saints Church Highlands podcast. We hope that this message encourages and guides you to connect with God this week. Okay, so what does the first one say? What does that say? In me, I'll say, and I will also remain in you, for no branch can bear by itself. It must in the vine, neither can you bear unless you in me. That's, that's what I'm talking about. God, right? He goes before us. He says, remain in me and I in you and you will bear this fruit, right? It doesn't just leave us here. It doesn't just leave us hanging. I am the and you are the. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much. Apart from me, you can do Nothing. What does this verse mean? It doesn't mean like actually nothing, like you're not a potato, right? <laughs> like you're not, like, you know, you're not just you're not just here laying on the ground. Obviously, you breathe, but that's still a gift from God. Hello. Come on. You know what I mean? You wake up in the morning, that's still a gift from the Lord. Amen. But he says that you can do nothing, nothing of great significance, is what he's talking about. Nothing of great value, what he's talking about. The Bible also talks about a time where, at the end times, where there's, there'll be a great fire. And all of our good works, all of our good deeds, okay, will be left standing. It's talk, he's talking about we won't be able to do something that actually lasts the test of time. That's what he's talking about. We could do stuff, right? For me, it's talking. I could talk. <laughs> I can babble on, but there, there's no significance in that unless it's in the word of God, amen? Unless I'm, unless I'm remaining in him. You know what I mean? So we could, we could work, right? But is it producing fruit? Is there value? Does it last the test of time? When we're, when we're dead and gone, are people going to say, what are, what are people going to say? That's what he's talking about. We could, do th- we, can't, we could do nothing of great significance or value or things that will last unless we remain in Jesus. Amen? And so I got a question for you guys. What is the difference between someone that is fulfilled Lives a life of fulfillment, meaning like every relationship that they're in is healthy. They have time for the important things. They're generous with the people around them, confident in almost every situation. What is the difference? It's time to wake up. What's the difference between somebody that is fulfilled in life versus somebody that isn't? Or I would like to say the rest of us, right? the rest of the world. What's the difference? Maybe you're thinking of somebody right now. Thinking of Pastor Jeremy. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of right now. You know? Has great relationships, great kids, generous, takes me out for coffee all the time, confident. Man of God, 
What's the difference between him and other people? Well, I'll tell you what it's not. Has nothing to do with intellect. Has nothing to do with appearance. Has nothing to do with their talent. Because we all know smart people that are miserable. We, We do. Talented people. Let's just, let's just say it how it is. Talented people who are broke and attractive people who can't keep relationships. We all know these people. So it's not those things. So what is the difference? What does it boil down to? And I would say it's our decisions. The decisions that we make. I would go as far as to say that the quality of our decisions determine the quality of our life. That if we decide to do something, it has an effect, ripple effect from things. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I know it all or ignorant in this because this is a very blank, it seems like a blanket statement but it's actually not because there's two types of decisions that we can make in life. There's decisions that we get to make. So in Romans 12, it says uh, that we can conform to the patterns of this world or decision be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So every day we wake up, we make a decision. Am I going to conform? Am I going to submit to the world and act like, dress like, talk like, the rest of the world conform, right? Or am I going to be transformed? We get to make that decision. We get to. There's other decisions that we have to make. And this is why I don't want to make this a blanket statement. Because there's decisions that we have to make. Meaning that we don't choose to make this decision. We, we, we 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 just have to make them. For example... You know, I don't want to get too deep off the top of the message, (laughs) but disobedient children, right? We don't get to, we have to make those decisions. Maybe something happens financially, something happens at work, all these things. We don't get to make them, we have to make these decisions. But even those decisions affect our lives significantly. Amen? And so here's the problem. We're terrible decision makers. <laughs> oh, it's just me. Okay, that's fine. They did me like that at, Glo- at, uh, at Glastonbury, too. They just pretended like they're perfect. I guess it's here, too. All right, we want to eat right, but we end up eating more than we should. Is that just me? Okay, awesome. McDonald's literally had uh, Wendy's yesterday, man. I was like, come on. Do better. We want to be good with our money, but we end up buying more than we should. We want to be wise with our words, but we end up saying things we will regret. We want to do right, but we end up doing wrong. It's like Paul. What I want to do, I don't do. And what I do, I don't want to do. Because we live in tension, people. That's the sin nature. 
But what's awesome is like the verse said, God doesn't just leave us there. Amen? Come on, guys. Give me an amen, dude. God doesn't just leave us there. He actually enables us to make the right, the right decision, but we ultimately got to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to talk about today. Because in these verses, this is what it says. We'll bring it up in verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So there, that's the, that's the choice right there. That's the choice. We can bear fruit or... Do nothing. <laughs> Some people are like, I, I kind of want to do nothing. No, 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 no. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you don't want that, trust me. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, just lying around. It's not just lying around, okay? You're not just in your bed, okay? That's the choice, though, right there. And these verses talk about the choice that you have to make. Jesus brings it back to you. And so what is this choice? What is bearing fruit even? He actually says it if we go down to verse 13. It says, no greater love is this but one that lays down one's life for his friends. There it is right there. What's bearing fruit? Showing love. Loving others. So I would like to argue not actually argue, bring it up with Pastor Jeremy, write him an email if you don't like what I'm going to say. But um, I would say that bearing fruit has a correlation between how we treat others, right? There's a connection there, how we treat others, meaning friendships, significant relationships, and all other relationships, right? How do we manage our friendships? That's what this is. That's what we're talking about right now. Are you life-giving? Are, are people encouraged when they're around you, or are they, do they feel like, ooh, I don't want to? You know? Are you encouraging or are you condemning? But the funny thing is, right, we all want healthy relationships, right? It's not like we're here, like, you know, going to, going to go get into a toxic relationship. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, that's, not, that's not how we operate. We don't just wake up and say, you know, yeah, let me get into a toxic relationship today or friendship. Yeah. But sometimes we end up in these friendships. And so I looked up some biblical friendships and, and what their, the common theme is. And I got a few things, a few common things that I think we want in a biblical friendship. Sacrifice is one. Jesus says it right here. He says, he says no greater love is this, the one that, that will lay down his life for a friend. So there's sacrifice in it. We all want a friendship that's encouraging. 
Proverbs 17.17, not 7-11. This is way better. A friend who loves, thank you, you got that one. A friend, a friend loves at all time, and a brother is born in times of trouble. Right? We all want to be encouraged in those times of trouble. Accountability. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy gives multiple kisses. Ooh, that's true. That's true. You need a friend like that, man, that's going to call you out on your stuff. You know, you don't want a friend that's a yes man because where are you going to go, you know? How, how are we going to grow? Loyalty. <sighs> Unity in Christ. Forgiveness. Are we, are we willing to forgive? Because we're all broken. We all, we're all going to mess up. I think I think when I first dated Emma, I think I, I think I said, I will hurt you. <laughs> couple couple I know, couple, couple dates in, I think I said that I said, I will, but I won't mean to, or something like that. I tried to make it all nice and pretty. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know where to take it from there, but we're just gonna we're just gonna roll. With it. We're just gonna roll with it. Are we willing to forgive when people make dumb choices like that? <laughs> Prayer, humility, all these things. Right? We want these relationships. And friendships. We want, we want these in our friendships. But Jesus says that it actually starts with us. That we have to make the decision to love and sacrifice. Sacrifice our time. Sacrifice our money, our energy. You guys know some of those friends. Don't point them out if they're here. Right? Like we have to make the choice to be encouraging. There's one friendship that I have that this guy's stone face all the time, bro. Stone face all the time. Sometimes I want a little bit of encouragement. Like, come on, you know? But I got <laughs> I'm a words of affirmation guy, that's why. <laughs> I, uh, makes sense. Yeah, 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 that's me. Right? But I have to decide in that moment, am I going to be bitter or am I going to be encouraging? You know what I'm saying? We have to choose to be honest and hold people, hold our friends accountable. But not like a condemning accountable. I like to put it in this way. Uh, you know the verse that says when there's two or three gathered? You know that one? That's quoted all the time. It's not actually referring to prayer. It's actually referring to that accountability. Walking with so what I like, how I like to say is if you're holding someone accountable, you're not just calling them out and saying, you fix this, right? You're actually walking with the person. Hey, let's work on this together. Hey, I see you doing this. Let's Because let's the other way is judging, 
right? The Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So if you're just coming at, the Bible says God's going to come at you even harder, bro. I'm just saying. So the word says, right? But if we're walking with, hey, man, let's, let's figure this out together. Let's, 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 let's do this thing together. That's, that's actual accountability. Unity in Christ, forgiveness, all these things. Those are biblical relationships. And it's funny because sometimes we think that friendships are like the one in Madagascar, you know, where they're all just hanging out. Marty, Marty, Marty. Or they're like, <laughs> you know, if you don't get that, I don't know, like uh, what other movie? Friends? That's a good one. Or TV show, sorry, sorry. TV show, right? Friends, okay. We think they're all, <laughs> it's just done. We're all, uh, right, it's all a good hang. It's all good, right? Everything's all perfect, right? But there are some friendships that we need to, we need a Paul to our Timothy, right? Or the other way around. We need a Timothy to our Paul. Meaning, who are you pouring into? Who are you discipling? Right? That's where the, all this encouragement, accountability, right, forgiveness, all this stuff comes in. Because we like to think it's all just buddy-buddy, right? It's all goody-goody that it's just we're just hanging out and having a good time, right? Playing Monopoly or whatever. But it's like, no, there needs to be ironing, sharpening iron. There needs to be all these things. There are pure, like, not pure. Peer, peer friendships, okay, like a Paul and Peter, okay. They're all, there are those relationships, but there's also others. And even in those relationships, there can't just be you guys are just hanging out to hanging out. Bible talks about ironing, sharpening iron. But it's not all the time. Like, I'm not saying always have a Bible study where all you guys are doing is talking about, like, yeah, hang out. Like, be friends, you know. Be fun, <laughs> you know. But that can't just be the norm. And there needs to be a conviction. There needs to be common conviction between your friends, all of them. And what is a conviction? It's just a decision made before decision time. Make sense? A decision made before decision time. For example, sugar for me. Like I have a conviction, no sugar, because I'm trying to lose weight, you know? And I know I had Wendy's. <laughs> That's salt. That's true. That's salt. But there is, there is some sugar. There is some sugar, okay? And <laughs> in the ketchup, yes, 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 in the ketchup. You know what I mean? So I got a conviction. Sometimes I don't know <laughs> to it that well. But, okay, I still have that conviction, right? No sugar. So when my friends are like, God, let's go to Boston Pizza, right? And I love the panuki. You guys know what the panuki is? Oh, it's a, it's a, like cookie, the shape of a pan, 
Hanuki, but it's and it's like super big and there's ice cream on top. Oh, so good. And then they they drizzle it with uh, chocolate and um, and uh, caramel. Oh, so good, man. It's so good. It's so good. Emma made it for me one time for my birthday. You're awesome. But anyways, so right, a conviction. Back to back to back to back to this. A conviction, right? So my friends are going to BPs. I love the panuki. The conviction is no, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to eat sugar. So when I go there, lemon water. <laughs> Lemon water and Diet Coke, right? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There needs to be a conviction, common conviction amongst your friends. If you don't have that, I'd say maybe you need to find some new friends or maybe you need to view that friendship like your Paul to Timothy. And so I would say that we all need all of these relationships. We can't just have one and not the other biblically, I mean, I guess you could, but I would say that you're lacking spiritually if you don't have all of them, right? The Paul and Timothy, the Timothy and Paul, and the Peter and Paul. Am I making sense? I like to say you need, you need some beside you, right? At least one or two up top, 12 I'm just kidding. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, Jesus, see what I did there? You need a few below who you're pouring into, investing in, and in all these things. And I would even go as far as to say some of my best learning has happened when I'm actually pouring into people beneath. And it actually calls me to a higher standard because I'm producing what I am. Right? And there's an even more of a convicting level. Right, when I'm like, okay, what am I making? What am I producing? But with our with these friendships, there's sometimes I feel like there's there's moments where we shy away from these kind of friendships because we don't want to actually let people in. And, and so all these relationships are kind of like a mirror, right? I, I think in our wedding, premarital, it says something about a marriage as a mirror, right? And it, like, reflects yourself, and then you get cheese at the, the spouse when you're just looking at yourself, and it's, like, showing. Th- I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But basically, it's like a mirror, Okay, where, where you don't want people to see who you actually are. And so we don't get into these friendships because we don't want people to see it. Because deep down, we don't like what we see. When um, I was young, I hated springtime <laughs> because, one, you can't wear any white shoes because of all the mud and the guck, right? But two, springtime meant helping my grandma 
with the garden. And if you know Jamaican grandparents, you'll know that there's no choice, there's no decision. It's just you're helping, and that's that. <laughs> you're helping, and that's that. So it's, it's cold, okay? It's spring, and I'm out in the garden with my grandma, and I'd be so mad because here I am. I'm, she's making me cut. I know these are actual scissors, but just imagine they're like the, uh, the gardening scissors. Shears, thank you, yes. Imagine they're those, okay? Because she'll have me going in there and me cutting. And mud's getting all over my shoes and I'm dirty and I'm in there and I'm... <laughs> I'm just, just cutting randomly. <laughs> and I remember just being so mad. I'm like, Grandma, it's ugly. Well, I didn't say this, okay? You don't, you don't say... You don't say anything, okay, what you think it, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, this is all ugly. Why don't we just get new flowers? We could go to get new, get new plants. All this stuff is brown and ugly anyways, right? What I didn't know is, right, when you cut away all the dead, that there's actually green sp 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 sprouts. Thank you. I'm not a... I'm not a, I don't have a green thumb, clearly. <laughs> green sprouts that are underneath. And you actually can't, the green, the new growth, actually can't grow if you don't cut away. Because the dead will actually choke it out. And upon more research, it actually grows faster when you do these things. So my grandma was teaching me a very, why his lesson that you got to cut away in order to get new. And so often for us, I think what happens is we get into these relationships where we, we don't want to get into these friendships, these relationships, because we don't want people to know. Because we think that the actual relationship will be the one that will cut away things. Like the actual friendship will be the thing that cuts it away when it's not. Because this Bible says, verse 1, I am the vine. You are the, my father is the gardener. He's the good gardener. And he's actually the one that cuts away. He's actually the one that, what, that does the work and, and prunes and fixes up and cuts away all the dead stuff. But the question is, do we let him in? It's not a people problem that we're talking about. It's a heart problem. And so do we, do we let him cut away all these things? Cut away at the insecurity. Cut away at, at, at the abuse. Cut away at the fear. Cut away at the worry. Cut away for the new growth to produce And this is what I'm talking about, that God doesn't just leave us. He doesn't just give us a command. He says, love others and just leaves us there to do it. Because sometimes the reason why we don't let him in is because we think we don't, because we don't trust him. Because we think he's just out here poking fun at us, laughing at us, right? That he's a God that just takes his scissors and, <laughs> and then leaves us, right? 
But no, he's careful. It says that he, he loves us, that he would sacrifice his own son for us. And he cuts away, not for, not for our pain, not for the, the, the fun of it, but for us to have growth. Right? And so, yeah, we can have great friendships. But if we don't fix what's happening in here, right, are we actually able to love properly and bear fruit? And so that's what I believe God is talking to us tonight. He's asking us, will we make that decision? Yeah, let's get the band back up maybe. That's the decision. Are we going to let God cut away? Or are we going to not? That's a decision. That's a decision. So maybe you're here and you're like, man, DeAndre, I don't deserve that kind of love. I got too much dead. I don't deserve that kind of love. I don't, I don't want that kind of friendship. I don't deserve it. And if that's you, I want to say, like God said to Adam and Eve, who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that you don't deserve that kind of love? Who told you that you don't deserve that kind of friendship, that kind of move of the Spirit? Verse 16 says, you did not choose me, but I choose you, and I appoint you to now go and bear fruit. That's what God wants. He doesn't want you to do nothing. Doesn't, doesn't want you to just have all the dead. He wants you to bear fruit. He wants you to have relationships and friendships and, and, and be fruitful. But you got to make a decision. Are you going to let him in? So why don't we stand? And in this, we'll sing these songs. But be asking. Even now, just ask God. God, here's my heart. I surrender. Why don't you cut away? In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Saints Church Highlands podcast. If you are looking to get connected, head to saintschurch.ca. And if you are in the Edmonton area, join us for a service next Sunday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to see you there.